At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome into your new edition of Live Bet Saturday, live from the South Point Hotel and Casino at the tip of the strip in Las Vegas. I'm Jonathan Von Tobel, Kelly Bidlin alongside. Yeah, part of the new schedule here on VSEN. That's four hours with us yeah. starting now uh, and every Saturday going forward. I'll be here on Sundays. We'll get to that momentarily. Kelly. What's up, buddy? You excited? This is this is a big moment for you. Yeah, you're an on-air talent now. That, that that's right, I guess. I'm behind the desk, so therefore I am an official on-air talent. Even though I've kind of filled in a couple times, we did it a, a show what all of two weeks ago together. But yeah, man, big moment. Live bet Saturday. You and I going forward, twelve to four Pacific time, three to seven Eastern every Saturday. Mark it on your calendars. I'll let Let's you go. Do the, uh, Eastern time conversions as a West Coast guy. Uh, I refuse. So oh, you struggle like Dave Ross? Uh, that, or I think it's more of like West Coast, Best Coast, and, you know, everything's in Eastern time, so uh, at least <laughs> give us one thing, so I refuse to do it. Uh, we have a really good show on tap for you today, too. Will Hill's going to join us in about, uh, what, 20 minutes from now, a little bit uh, more than that, get his thoughts on what is going to happen in college hoops, and maybe a little bit more in the NBA. He's got some NBA thoughts in terms of awards, and Lou Finacaro is going to be in studio. I don't, I don't know about you, Kelly. I am so excited for tonight. UFC 285 oh, yep. is going to be freaking awesome. We get the return of John Jones, this time at heavyweight, 44 pounds heavier. Lou's going to break that down and the entirety of the card, which actually is pretty deep down to the prelims. So Lou's going to be with us in the second of four hours here today. Uh, first, though, let's set the scene. We do have a game that is set to tip off in the Big 12 with TCU on the road against Oklahoma. Yeah, that game going off here in just uh, a couple minutes. If you are looking to get uh, in on this action, uh, Lions actually already off the board. Let's see. We've got a... 
TCU, and I'm making a mockery of this already. If you've got a number, it's going in well front for you. You told yeah, me yeah. tee you up, and that you'd be ready. Yeah, to that's go. right. That's right. This number has disappeared though. Since uh, let's see, what number are you seeing, John? Uh, let's see. I know that we opened TCU minus two. Uh, right now, I've got on the screen a close of two with a total of 145. There you go. There you go. So what do you think about that one coming off here, uh, starting here in just a couple minutes? Well, TCU, this is really, it, it seems like a meaningless game for the most part. They've won three out of the last four. They're solidly on the number five line, according to Joe Lenardi. So there's nothing really to play for from a motivation standpoint outside of seeding in the Big 12. Oklahoma doesn't have anything to play for because they've been effectively eliminated from NCAA contention as an at-large. They need to win the Big 12 tournament. So this is one of those weird regular season finales where – there's no real motivation outside of an Oklahoma team to go into the Big 12 tournament with a little bit of motivation. And TCU to maybe say, ah, you know what, let's not at least lose this and become potentially a sixth seed if we're a one and done in the Big 12 tournament. So you could say that there is some motivation. And you wonder about the spot, too. On the road, yep. after playing Texas, it was a tight game. You failed to cover as a two-and-a-half-point favorite there. Now you're a two-point favorite on the road against Oklahoma. It's a weird spot. Uh, I would very much lean toward Oklahoma, a team that I think has a little bit more motivation in terms of finding themselves, essentially, as they head into a Big 12 that they need to win. But outside of that, I didn't have any. Yeah, a couple other things that just stuck out to me. TCU's only 3-6 and six on the road this year. Oklahoma actually playing pretty well at home. Uh, so that definitely a factor in this matchup as well. Um, some bad losses, Oklahoma, two and straight, two and seven straight up over their last nine. Some bad losses during that time, TCU with those two wins in a row. But like you said, there's a lot of uh, not not much of this means a whole lot uh, for going forward. Some of the marquee games tonight will start over at th- uh, three o'clock. Actually, we'll start with one o'clock. Kansas and Texas. Uh, we we're gonna hit that a little bit later, but let's hit on that one right now. Kansas at Texas. This line all the way up to four points. Texas laying four at home to Kansas. One forty nine and a half to one fifty looks like you're going to be your total here tonight. Yeah, this is – so we were talking about this yesterday on Lombardi line. Michael Calabrese, the action that works with us, and we were discussing this because, again, you know, motivation is a really big thing here. Kansas has won the Big 12 outright. They have nothing to play for when it comes to the Big 12, Big 12 tournament, uh, and solidly a number one seed in the NCAA tournament. And if you lose this game outright to Texas, it would likely not knock you off of the one line because it would, I guess, be a quality loss if you would, a quad one loss. So I don't think really Kansas has much motivation here outside of just ego and not the negative version right. of ego, but just coming out and showing Texas that, like, hey, sorry, guys, uh, you're still little brother here essentially in this conference, and this thing is ours. Texas, on the other hand, uh, they're a team that I think still has some motivation in terms of seeding in the NCAA tournament, right? They can fight their way up potentially and solidify themselves as maybe a two seed in the NCAA tournament. There's a little bit more resume building that has to be done for Texas. And it's a Texas team that probably has a little bit of a bad taste in its mouth. They've been losing road games consistently. Now you're back at home here. I think I get the market here up to four with a total of 149 and a half. If you were gauging motivation, it would probably be Texas. But I'll say this, and I'm going to steal this point from Calabrese, who was with us yesterday on Lombardi line. This is one where you watch Kelly, mm-hmm. and if the rotations are normal for Kansas and it looks like they're trying to play, I think it's in-game Kansas because this yeah. is the better team. This number would indicate that Texas is the slightly better team depending on how you rate home court. Uh, I would say that it's a little off. So if Kansas has something to play for, if it looks like they're trying, I think an in-game angle on the Jayhawks would be pretty good. Yeah, as many people know who listen to the network, uh, JVT, much more savvy when it comes to college basketball than myself. But just looking at this game myself, it, it felt like, if anything, there was a little bit of value on Kansas 
uh, despite how well Texas has played at home. Yep. So maybe that, like you said, I think that's a good strategy heading into it. If you feel like they are giving good effort uh, heading into that game, maybe look uh, Kansas live. As we go later into the day, there's a couple big matchups here later uh, in the afternoon he, Afternoon here on the West Coast. Duke at North Carolina. That'll be a 6 o'clock Eastern tip, 3 o'clock Pacific time. John, any thoughts on this game? This is huge. Yeah. This is a huge game, and it's not just because of the rivalry that us on the West Coast don't really care about. Uh, no, <laughs> North Carolina as a four-point favorite. And remember, this opened up two and a half. Now it's four. Tar Heels have everything to play for in this game. Joe Lenardi has them on the first four out. This would give them a much-needed quad one win. They are one and eight in quad one contests this year, North Carolina. So they desperately need this victory. And they've started to maybe turn things around here. They're 3-0 straight up, 2-1 and against the spread in their last three games. But remember, there's a couple of things. First off, Duke is playing pretty well themselves. They've won their last five games. They've only covered two of them. So there's still that, that, that little thing of the market maybe overvaluing mm-hmm. how highly they should rate this Duke team. But remember as well, this is not one of those matchups where there's no motivation on either side. Duke still has a shot at a double buy in the, NCAA, or the AC, uh, ACC tournament. They need a win. And they need to Clemson lost to North, uh, North, excuse me, Notre Dame. And they can be the four seed in the ACC. Duke can. So given all the struggles that they've had up to this point, the Duke the Blue Devils actually have a lot of motivation. And I do think what's interesting about this matchup, Tar Heels minus two and a half at Cameron, opened up two and a half here. Doesn't really translate, but they were clearly overvalued in that spot. So was the two and a half open here the right number potentially? It's going to be really interesting. But the market loves revenge spots. This is it for North Carolina, especially when they're coming back at home. I'm – I would lean very much toward Duke here. I, I think okay. there's a lot of motivation. Okay. Uh, I think that North Carolina is being a little overvalued by the market. And actually, you know what? I'm just going to bet it right now. Yeah. Uh, I'll take Duke plus four uh, in this game because I, I do think the Blue Devils are being a little undervalued. They still have plenty to play for here as well. Okay, and I'll stick in the ACC. We'll b- hit one more game here uh, that's a big game later on tonight. Get to a couple other things. We'll get back to these later in the show. How about Pitt at Miami? Miami. I, I don't know, JVT. I was just so sad to see them lose by that buzzer beater to Florida State last weekend. I'm it sure just you were. Really brought a tear to my eye, you know what I mean? But they got Pitt coming into town tonight. Now, this game, a seven and a half point spread, 154 and a half. Uh, Miami looking strong at home this season, 15 and one on the road. I'm going to bring up one fact, though. Pitt, 9-2 and two ATS on the road this yeah. season. Anything you, that you're thinking about so, with this game? It's interesting that you bring up the, the thing with the, the road spot here. Yeah. How about this? So they're 9-2 and two against the spread on the road. They haven't won a road game against a ranked opponent since 2013. <laughs> they yeah. are 0-23, <laughs> Pitt is, in their last 23 road games against ranked opponents. So Straight take, up, at least. So taking care of business yeah. against the garbage <laughs> schools on the road. Okay, right. there you go. So all right, all that's, right. that's a really interesting uh, <laughs> trend here. But this is, this is the other part about this. So if we're doing the whole line translation thing again, you know, college basketball for me when it comes to rating home court, I think with it, the hardcore handicappers, every home court varies. But we do know that home court is worth quite a bit in college hoops. But if you're doing the translation here, this closed pick when these two, te- uh, these two teams played at Pitt, and Pitt ended up winning that game. Uh, 71-68, that was back at the end of January. So if you're doing that basic three-point translation here, that would put you at about six. Well, we're up to seven and a half. Mm-hmm. So again, market responding and adding a little bit more to the team that's looking for revenge. Remember, Pitt can also win a share of the ACC regular season with a win and the top seed in the ACC tournament, too. So this is not something where Pitt is going to come in. It's like, oh, we're fine. We just can, you know, get in and the regular season and get out. This would be a Pitt team that's highly motivated, not only to snap yep. the skid that I'm talking about, but also to get a top seed in the ACC. And I'll say this. I was reading up on some of the at-large stuff. There are some that would say that Pitt actually does have some work to do. 
They're a nine seed right now, but they just lost to Notre Dame, and maybe a win like this would solidify their, their spot in the NCAA tournament. Not that they're, in lar- that they're in danger of falling out, but they don't have the strongest resume if you actually dive into it, mm-hmm. and a win like this would really go a long way for them. Yeah, noticed high total in this game. Pitt and Miami, both top 32 in offensive yep. efficiency over at Ken Palm. Meanwhile, both 119 or worse on the defensive side of the ball. So a big, big total in this game tonight, 154 and a half. Uh, I know we're getting transition. We got a couple big stories actually did come out today. Uh, John, we got a couple. We're going to be tracking NFL Combine stuff kind of throughout the show. We saw some uh, uh, we saw some uh, some measurements take place uh, oh, yeah. earlier today. That well, we've our been... guy Stetson Bennett's throwing right now. Yes, yeah, Stetson Bennett is throwing right now. So we'll hit on that stuff. The one I just want to bring people up to speed on real quick. Uh, we were kind of scrambling before the show. John Morant. Uh, more issues continue with John Morant. You and I will dig into this more later into the show. Uh, the two big NBA guys here at the network. Uh, at to this point, I can tell you what we know. He will miss the next two games after a displaying a gun in an Instagram live video. That's it's right. basically the most basic facts that we can give you. Here's NBA spokesman Mike Bass. We are aware of a social media post involving John, John Morant and are investigating. Investigation so, led to two games. And, and the way it was worded, too, was at least two games. So there's a small chance that maybe this is more. It was a little pea shooter, too. Did you see the video? Yes. It wasn't the most threatening weapon in the world. Uh, but, no, look, we've talked about this a lot. Like you said, we can get into more details on this. But John Morant continues to make decisions that threaten what could be a really long and, like, healthy career in the yep. NBA. Uh, and he could be a really massive star. But that does not seem to be something he is very interested in. Uh, maybe kind of being a knucklehead seems to be the thing he's interested in. Yeah, this team, uh, you know, whether you want to talk about maturity on or off the court is the biggest concern for me. Then. Oh, and by the way, they just lost Brandon Clark, which I believe, yeah. too, I think it was an Achilles injury. So that is going to be something to, to watch because this team, from a personnel standpoint, starting to fall apart uh, a little bit. All right, Live Bet Saturday, we have begun. Kelly and I are here with you until 4 p.m. Pacific time. So we're just getting started. When we come back, we can get to some of this draft stuff as well as the quarterbacks are on the field and throwing. And we have measurables for Bryce Young. Oh, oh boy. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glazer Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, 
Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSIN, the sports betting network. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber today. Get everything you need to bet the madness this year for only 19 bucks. Whether you're filling out a bracket or betting against a spread, our team is here to get you ready for every game and every round of the tournament. Only VSIN Pro subscribers get unlimited access to our daily best bets, tools like our exclusive betting splits, plus our big dance bracket and betting guides. These guides feature in depth breakdowns of all 68 teams, Cinderella selections, bracket predictions, and picks on every tournament game from VSIN experts like Brent Musburger and Greg Hoops Peterson. Wow, wrong order there, huh? Sign up today. Get the betting guides plus full access to VSIN through the end of the tournament for only 19 bucks at vsin.com slash subscribe. Yeah, baby. Yeah. 20 bucks used to get you a lot of fun back in the day. Not so much. Not so much, especially in the teenage years. All right, we're about to get into the draft stuff. As far as real quick, is there anything that you're sweating that is currently going on in action? Because yeah. if, you hear, if you hear any outbursts from this side of the table okay. – it's because someone like missed a birdie putt or or shot a bogey or something. What channel like is that? that? Is that on CBS? Yeah, we're on CBS. We got Sean, the... you mind throwing up CBS on this golf channel? I don't care about the Puerto Rico Open. <laughs> would, uh, yeah, we got third sports. third round of the Arnold Palmer Invitational. Right now, it is a four way tie at the top: Terrell Hatton, Victor Hovland, Corey Connors, Kurt Kitayama. I do have a piece of Hovland, but he's only got three more holes to go. So hopefully, he can close strong. Uh, and get into the clubhouse posting a lot number. I also have Xander Shoffley, who entered the day uh, with T-second at six under par, but he's gone two over so far to start his round. So not exactly ideal, Xander. Going to need you to step it up here throughout the afternoon. X. Uh, I was going to make a dumb joke, so I'm not going to do it. X um, going to give it to you? Yeah, something like that. Uh, <laughs> Sean, if you could as well, uh, at uh, one of these screens, can you throw up this uh, TCU-Oklahoma game? That should be on ESPN, I believe, so... Yes, ESPN Plus, actually. Ooh, find that one, boys. I'll give you a dollar. Uh, all right. By the way, that is a quick – so we talked about Oklahoma and the spot for TCU and not a lot of motivation. A quick 20-4 to 4 lead for Oklahoma in that game. Oh, of course. Yeah, there, there you go. <laughs> Obviously. Yes, yes. <laughs> of course. Welcome okay. to Live Best Saturday. So, all right, we're watching Max Duggan right now uh, out on the combine at Lucas Oil Stadium, the finest building in all of the land. Oh, and, yeah. um 
the NFL Combine. So we get measurables earlier today. This Sick has been button a, hook, bro. Yeah, this has been a, <laughs> been a really big deal, right? Everybody's been waiting on pins and needles. Yep. Uh, what's going to happen? What is Bryce Young going to come in at? And kudos to Todd McShay, who – it's funny. We actually had this report. I don't know if you saw this report like four days ago. Todd McShay told us. He's like, I talked to a scout. He's 5'10 and a half. Right. Yeah, and, yeah, I saw that. So, so sure enough, the guy measures in uh, Alabama quarterback Bryce Young, 5'10 and one-eighth of an inch. So Todd McShay, McShay fired. was dead wrong. Yep, fired. Dead wrong. Yeah, pack your box. This is the big one, though. Weight, 204 Whew. pounds. Man, he's up in about my range, Steve. As, as I tweeted out, <laughs> as I tweeted out earlier today, now he could be a first overall pick. If he was 201, I don't know, man. And this is the best part, and this is what I found hilarious about this whole discourse, right? Yeah. So he gets weighed in at 204, Kelly, and you would think, okay, he gets bumped up to minus 190 to be the first overall pick and minus 225 to be the first quarterback selected. So the market actually adjusted mm-hmm. because this guy weighed in at 204. And I would be fascinated to see what would have happened had he weighed in at 203, 202, yeah, 201. Yeah, me right? too. We made such a big deal out of this when it came to his weight. One, like it's not like he can't add four pounds before he gets drafted <laughs> right. or before next season. So – Bryce Young is a first overall pick, and I think this is where it kind of gets interesting because, you know, we're starting to see the adjustments. The market is a little bit more confident that he's going to be the first overall pick. But you do have a lot of people still pushing this narrative that he is too small. And this is the part of the year that actually kind of annoys me a little bit. So this is great real quick. Well, what you're seeing on, on screen this is, before is either, going, yep. either from this morning or last night, right. he has skyrocketed up to minus $2. Now the other adjustment then, C.J. Stroud to plus 450 Well, this is, now this is the odds to be the number one overall pick in the draft. So for first overall pick in the draft, he's minus 190 To be first quarterback selected, he's minus 225 So there's that was minus, that was first overall oh, selection. No, this, right ke- this keeps moving. Yeah, so this is the Bryce Young was minus 160 yesterday to be the first overall right. pick. Now he's minus 190. So a 30 cent bump in favor of Young. Yes. So, no, but he's, he's moved even more, is what I'm saying. Oh, right. He's, he's up minus, again? Two, minus $2 now. So he's moved 10 cents since an hour ago yes. since I checked. Yes, okay. since so you even checked. more. All right. So, that, and this is what I'm talking about. This is why it's <laughs> fascinating, right? Because all of this discourse about Bryce Young, his skill as a quarterback is still his skill as a quarterback. Mm-hmm. So because he weighed in at like three pounds more than we thought, now, all of a sudden, the market's like, 40-cent bump. Let's go. Yeah. I think this is an incredible move. Like, I still think he's the first overall pick, but the fact that the market was waiting for this and has now adjusted this much because of the weight, because of the weight, I think it's a little ridiculous. Yeah, I, I think it is, too. I mean, look, this was – so I got a couple things. Bryce Young, I will say, you kept hearing people say in scouts and, and, and draft analysts that – he comparing his arm to Patrick Mahomes. Okay. If he has the throwing capability of Patrick Mahomes, this guy's going number one and was going number one all along. I don't care what he measured in at. He could have been five foot eight, 180 pounds. He'd still be going number one overall. Now, I do think there are, I think there's some concerns with a smaller quarterback. I get to a degree while pe- why people were making a bit as big a deal of that as they were. And I took a little bit of a position on CJ Stroud at about the numbers we see now. I was able to get plus 425 before the combine started. Just thinking, JVT, that Stroud was going to be throwing. Bryce Young wasn't going to be throwing. So, and with Bryce Young getting measured, there was only one way. 
than I thought this market could go, and it was going to be C.J. Stroud getting shorter and, and Bryce Young coming back to the pack a little bit. Clearly, that hasn't been the case, though. Mm-hmm. And like you're saying, this massive difference in size apparently has affected the odds uh, more than more than I would have guessed. That's right. for sure. I, like, and I, I just I don't think the probability of him going with the first overall pick increased with him weighing in at 204 by that much. I don't really think it did either. I, and then if we look, I mean, if we look at first quarterback selected, which, okay, we do you agree it's going to be a quarterback 99.5%? First overall pick? Yes. yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I do too. Maybe there's a small room for, for, for a different player, but not much. First quarterback selected, Bryce Young minus 250. 250 in that market versus minus 200 to be the first overall pick. I would say right now, pro tip, if you're going to bet this at all, go bet just the first overall pick at minus $2. Don't be laying minus $250 uh, for the first quarterback selected. Right. There, I don't think there's any value in that right now. So this brings us to the quarterbacks overall. I, I will. I, what I find pretty fascinating, too, is th- there's also this small push like, don't sleep. Bryce Young, he's not, he's not guaranteed to go first overall. This could be Anthony Richardson. This could be Will Levis. And this is what I am, I am fascinated by this discourse as well because – I feel like that's, again, we get into this part of draft season where it's just like we got to create like some sort of conversation, right? right? Yeah. So the guy, let me get this straight, and we've talked about the – my best example is always going back to the Tua and Justin Herbert thing. So the guy – you're telling me the guy who since the beginning of last year has widely been considered the best quarterback prospect coming into this NFL draft, right, through the college football season, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Now all of a sudden – in this offseason, we're going to be like, hmm, I don't know. The guy with the really low snap count but some really high ceiling and Anthony Richardson is going to be the guy who's actually going to go first. Or the guy with the cannon of an arm, as he put it, Will Levis, who's a project, <laughs> is actually going to go first. Hey, look, I got a 40-1 to 1 on Billy Levi's, so mm-hmm. I really hope he goes first, but I'm with you. I think that those – Anthony Richardson and Will Levis, could they be the best quarterbacks out of this draft? Yeah, I'm not going to – I wouldn't be shocked if that happens. Tanner McKee could be it, the best But it's going to be three track. years down the road, mm-hmm. right? Like, to your point, these guys, Stroud and Young, are the guys we've been talking about for two years, and we and what has changed in that time, like you said. Right. There's nothing changed. These two these two should be the most sought-after quarterbacks in this draft. That, yeah, and I bring up the Justin Herbert thing because – that was, if you remember, like right before the draft, everybody was like, he's sliding, right. Herbert. Yeah, and yeah. it's like, or excuse me, Tua sliding, Herbert might be the guy for the Dolphins. I, I, I don't remember, but did the Dolphins draft Justin Herbert? Because I don't think they did. <laughs> no, they did not. And so it leads us to the dynamic between Anthony Richardson and Will Levis. Yeah. Because that's what I find even more fascinating is now all of a sudden, Anthony Richardson, th- this is what I don't get. You read reports that the Colts actually wanted to draft trade up to get Will Levis potentially, mm-hmm. or that Will Levis was going to be their target of four. But now all of a sudden, because the measurables are ninth for Anthony Richardson, he's a dollar forty favorite to go over Will Levis. Yeah, that one's a little that, that one's a little crazy to me. But I I think he Anthony Richardson might have the highest ceiling, lowest floor of almost all these guys in this draft. Yeah. I, and I do believe that. I, I think what he has Athletic ability, the arm strength. Uh, this is a guy like a Josh Allen type, right? All it takes is one, one team, one executive to fall in love with where uh, with this guy, and he might get scooped up. So I, JVT, I'm not. I wouldn't be surprised. I think he's. Look, I don't think he's the first quarterback goes. I don't think he's the second quarterback that goes. Do I think there's a team though in the top ten that falls in love with him enough to move up? 
uh, and grab and potentially move up in that top ten and grab him. Yeah, I think that's I think that's very possible. I think all four of these guys go in the top ten as we sit here today. Yeah, I think the the the, the connection to make with an Anthony Richardson type. The Raiders have been thrown out there plus six fifty mm-hmm. to grab him. Uh, these are odds via DraftKings. I think that would be a pretty safe bet. They're picking seventh, and I would think that yeah. Richardson's going to last that long. Um, but again, like this is this is the time of year we get into these conversations. We talk about this a little bit too much, and we kind of trick ourselves into thinking some of these things when in reality it's been staring at us the entire time, and we kind of know what's going to happen. So we'll see. I mean, maybe we get a push like Walker last year, and all of a sudden we know that he's going to be the guy. But I think at this point right now, for over a year, we've known that Bryce Young's going to be the guy, and nothing has happened that is going to take us off of that. I believe. All right, we'll come back. Will Hill's going to join us next, VC contributor, get his thoughts on what's going to happen later today in college hoops. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back in. It is Live Bet Saturday here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Jonathan Von Tull, Kelly Bidlin here with you until 4 p.m. Pacific time, part of the new schedule here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. You can check out everything that we have to offer from a new schedule standpoint up on the website at vsin.com. One of our best contributors. Dare I say the best, Will Hill. Mm. Not the Will Hill up on Twitter. Nice enough to give us some time today. A man of many hats and a man who asks for advice and then ignores it. What's up, buddy? <laughs> JVT, Kelly, you guys look great no matter what time of the day. And uh, you know what? I, I just wanted to – I was thinking a lot about it. You, you know, we, we talked about that the other day when I asked you if quickly – I think it was 18 to 1 at the time was a good Correct. bet, sixth man of the year. I had already bet it. And to be honest, if you said, wow, great bet, I love it, I would have bet even more. The fact that you said no, basically no shot, I held off betting more. So I didn't ignore your advice. Just wanted to clear that up. So, I have a lot of respect. Oh, there you go. Then, yeah. then if he wins, he's not going to win as much money. Oh, okay, there we James. go. Yeah. You're just going to cost him money. Well, Great. so let's actually, real quick, since we're on this, <laughs> we'll bring this up very quick because we're going to talk about this a little bit later. And I know you have a couple of uh, college hoops plays that you want to get into, Will. So he is now, what, plus 170 or so, Emmanuel quickly to win the award. So there's a big influx of liability on him. And Norm Powell gets injured. And we know what it is. It's a uh, left shoulder subluxation, subluxation, whatever it is. Uh, Norm Powell is a lefty, but he actually shoots with his right hand. So we'll see how long this keeps him out. You see the adjustment in the odds here if you're watching the broadcast. So I'm going to tell you this, Will, and tell me if this is fair or not. So Emmanuel quickly, the first 30 games of the NBA season, averaged only nine points per game. I think it's a really large sample size of some pretty poor play that's going to keep him against, keep him from winning this. I likened this, I was talking to Mitch Moss about this, to Brock Purdy where at the end of the year, everybody got really hard about, you know, Brock Purdy, man, let's go. This guy, he's going to win Rookie of the Year. And then in reality, he finished third. Do you think that's a fair comparison? Well, I just, I think Purdy was going to lose so many votes for people like, no, he didn't play enough. You know, he just didn't have enough games. So I think he was going to lose so many votes that I thought it was unlikely Purdy was going to win. I, I don't know. I think the fact that quickly didn't play well early in the year, I think, I think it gets buried a little bit. Just because I think there's some recency bias with it. I don't know how locked in these guys are to, you know, the first 20, 30 games of the season. You figure they're voters, they're locked in. So you might be right. I don't really know what to do with this award right now. I mean, look, I, I was telling you the other day, 18 to 1, 15 to 1, those are good bets on quickly. St- you know, sitting here staring at plus 150, minus 190 for Brogdon, Powell at 10 to 1, who's out at least a week. So if he's out at least a week, sounds like it'll be 
two plus, which is a big chunk of time with only, you know, a little over a month left in the season. So I don't know if you see a bet on this market. I really don't. Kelly, do you know what a shoulder subluxation is? Not at all. Not at all. I've actually suffered one. It's when your shoulder pops out and then pops back in. Ah, It sounds absolutely terrible and very extremely painful. Um, I'm glad we have all three of us here because, John, you and I hit on this on Hardwood Handicappers uh, the other night, this market in particular, and we we knew – that, that Norm might be out for a bit. We didn't think it was going to be an extended period of time. You and I both have preseason bets on I think him. Yeah, Will does too, right? You've got something on Powell? I got Powell 35 to 1, and I jumped in on quickly the other day, 18 to 1. I, I hedged a little with Brogdon just to get my money back, but it would have been nice if it came down to quickly and Powell. I mean, uh, qu- yeah, quickly and Powell, but I don't know if that's going to be the case. Well, yeah, and what I was going to say, JVT, is you and I spent, you know, a bulk of that podcast kind of comparing the quickly and Brodca- uh, Bro- uh, Brogdon numbers. Brogdon might be getting into the range if this is what we're going to see in a week or two from now, where I might actually be firing on Brogdon at minus money. How about you two? You two call me crazy. You know what's going to happen? Bobby Portis is going to win this award. Like we're going to we're talking <laughs> about all these guys and Bobby Portis, who was averaging like a double double as a bench dude and has been awesome for the Bucks very quietly. He's just going to come in out of nowhere and win the award. How about that? That's my prediction. I mean, look, if you're looking to make a bet, like what's available right now, forget everything you have in pocket. It's probably, you're probably better off just going off the radar with something because I, I don't, you know, I don't know. You can poke holes in quickly. There's Brogdon doesn't have a lot of buzz, even though he's favored. I, I mean, Maxi 30 to one. I think I had him last year. Might've been most improved player last yes. year. You might've yeah, too. too. So maybe Maxi can steal this award. I really don't have a lot of conviction any, you know, with the, uh, with the numbers currently constructed. Well, you know, if the Sixers are going to continue to start Maxi, I like, I think him and Powell, you can't bet right now. Right. So to, to your point, JVT, it's either you're either at the top of the board. If you love one of those two, or I think you go and look longer than yeah, that. I think, so I think the last note will be on this one. At least uh, Bobby Portis has a better chance of winning than Tyrese Maxey. So thus, I think this market's yep. a little mispriced again uh, when it comes to that. All right. Well, we got a big one coming up at the big 12, Texas, Kansas. What are you thinking? Cause I think it's an odd spot motivation wise for a team like the Jayhawks. You hit it. That's a big part of my handicap. That's a lot of handicap where Kansas is on the road. Uh, against the team that already beat them. And now you're in a situation where Kansas clinches the, the conference title on Monday. And now you're going to go into a hostile place against the team that's looking for revenge. I just think this is Texas all the way. I think they win this game and win it comfortably. We've seen, you know, big 12, big 10 home court rules of the day. Sometimes it's that simple when teams are you know fairly evenly matched. The home team just gets the friendly whistle. Uh, and pulls away and wins it. So I like Texas here. The number is starting to get out there at four. I think I played it in the contest last night at two and a half. At four, I still like it. Maybe, you know what, if, you, if you're a little risk averse, you want to just play a cheaper money line or who knows. Maybe Kansas gets a 5-2 lead or a 6-2 lead. Then you can get your your Texas minus a couple of points and the line will go back down. It's funny how quickly those lines move after a couple of buckets or even one bucket. So to me, it's Texas. I think they win the game. Uh, in Kansas, maybe this is a spot where they try to catch their breath a little because they do not play a ton of guys. It's basically five guys and you know a sixth guy that that plays very minimally. So this is a spot for Kansas to maybe catch their breath. But to me, it's uh, it's Longhorn Nation here. Will all over the big uh, primetime games tonight, UNC and Duke. I know you're looking at a play here. What do you like tonight there? I thought you were teeing me up for my Spurs Rockets total, but yeah, uh, Duke UNC. Look, I hate this UNC team. I've been fading them, fading them, fading them. I don't know that I've had a bet on them really all year. They've been overrated. I think it's the fact that, you know, they made a run last year, so they'll definitely make one this year. I don't buy it. That being said, this is, again, this is a great spot for them. If they win in this sort of spotlight game, I think the committee will probably give them a break and let them in. You can debate whether that's fair or not. I'm not sure this is a a really tournament-worthy team, but I think – the uh, motivation, you know, playing at home against Duke, 
get a little better effort defensively. This is a team that really struggles to get stops. I think maybe this situation prompts the defense up a little bit. So uh, they had a nice win last week against Virginia. I, I think they get it done here again. I, I like a money line better than really laying four here. They did play Duke about three weeks ago. That game was tied with like a minute left in Cameron. So I don't think these teams are that far apart. UNC has the talent. Uh, just got to knock down some shots and string together some stops. So I do think UNC wins the game here. I like it. All right. Uh, by the way, you cannot, if you're North Carolina, allow Derek Lively to go for 14 rebounds and eight blocks again. That probably uh, does not really help you. Good right. strategy. <laughs> Let's go to the NBA for a couple of plays. First off, we'll go with uh, the aforementioned Spurs Rockets uh, t- uh, total. And it is actually, <laughs> it's actually a massive like game it. because the Spurs have been winning and teams like Charlotte and Oklahoma City are trying to lose now. If the Spurs win again, Will, like, this is actually a sneaky, huge game when it comes to the Wembenyama race. Right, but I, I mean, Oklahoma City's far enough back where I don't think they could catch up. And I know Charlotte Charlotte's can, played, yeah, but without ball, I mean, are they going to win enough games? I guess it's possible. Uh, but I like the total here. I don't play many NBA totals, but when I do, I just have a few different teams I sort of, uh, you know, hone in on and key in on and bet the overs. The, the new look Mavs are one of those, and that went way over the other night. Um, I, the Rockets are one of them, and, and really the Spurs are one of them. I mean, it seems like both these teams, every time they touch the court, they give up 125, 130. Uh, I don't know how much defense we're going to see in this game. The Rockets do not have a clue defensively. Half court transition, they are just dreadful defensive team. I think we're probably looking at a new coach next year, whether you get Webb and Yama or whether you get you know, a top pick. I can't really see that. I don't get this idea that they're going after Harden, but either way, this is a team that's just completely dysfunctional. So to me, this is like, uh, a, you know, 130 to 125, somebody, both these teams tanking. The easiest way to tank is just not guard anybody. So I think this game goes way over the total here. Yeah. Those, uh, those Harden Houston rumors have sure been interesting. Right? That's huh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, the uh, Pacific division. This is one that's been fascinating to me the past couple weeks here. Uh, Will, I know, I know you're still liking the Kings in that division. They still lead in it. They're still plus money. Tell me why you're liking it right now. There's a plus 150 out there. I just, I continue to not understand it. I'm convinced there's going to be like five games left in the season. They're going to have a six-game lead, and they're still going to be plus money even though they've clinched. <laughs> I, I just I don't get it. You're four up in the loss column, and that's the key here. Four in the loss column on Phoenix. You, you can't make up another team's losses. So the Kings have to lose four games without the Suns losing any just to get back to even ground. And I know they have two head-to-head. But, boy, if the Kings – put it this way. If the Kings somehow get a split against the Suns, this thing is pretty much over. The Kings schedule is not easy, but it's not overly difficult. you got a bunch of Minnesota, a bunch of Pelicans, Spurs. It, it's – you know, they're a team. They play their guys. They're healthy. They don't really load manage because they haven't been in this spot before, so they're hungry. They're going after every win. That was a, a fun game last night against the Clippers. I think this is just a mispriced market. Again, there's a plus 150 out there. Uh, I think they win this. I just I continue to not understand why they're you know such a such a big under. I get people say you know what the Suns can with Durant they can make that up. It's not that easy to make up that many games. It's oh, really not. Oh yeah. I had somebody on Twitter be like, it's only two and a half games. And that was when they said it at minus 175. I'm like, that's actually a lot more than you really think it is. Because the other team doesn't just stop playing. Like, right. right? It's, not base, it's not baseball. You don't play, you know, the Phillies don't play the Braves seven times in two weeks. And you go five and two and you're right there. It's not baseball. Right. Exactly. All right, Will. Uh, we'll let you out of here. Are you watching UFC tonight? Kelly and I are stoked. You watching this fight tonight or what? Not a big UFC guy. To me, college what? basketball, these conference tournaments are what it's about. And, of course, I'll be uh, I'll be locked in on Spurs Rockets. That's an upset. I saw Will's forearms when he was out here. I thought he was going to be a big UFC guy. <laughs> Will, good to talk to you, buddy. All right. Thanks for having me, guys. See you. Got it. No, he's, he's like that Sylvester Stallone arm wrestling movie that you've definitely never seen because it came out in, like, the 80s, but it was amazing. That sounds terrible. Yeah. Just like Over Rocky. the top.
Over uh, the top. Thank you. Thank you, Brian Ortega. Uh, what's it called? No, we had you here for so many. Will's got uh, MMA elbows. They're pointy. You know what I mean? You can bust somebody's eye open. All right, we'll come back. <laughs> We've got a lot more to get to. UFC 285, by the way, coming up tonight. Lou Finnecarl is going to be in studio in about 20 minutes. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSAN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king of sports books, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like bonus bets and bet insurance tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resort properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. Sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. 
Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. you got to be 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Speaking of problems, Max Duggan might have one. He has not looked great in throwing drills at the Combine. We're watching <laughs> these right now. And we'll get back to the Combine and whatnot. But uh, He looks like he's got the Nikola Jokic shoulders. Where it's like, I, I well, don't know if there's muscle there, his all, but, but if there is, it's being hidden by a, a, a layer. His are know? also not constantly bleeding like Nikola Jokic. <laughs> he also that, yeah. <laughs> the most scratched man in basketball. So crazy. Like, he's just always got those cuts, <laughs> and, like, they're always just open and super red, and I've never really understood it. So we're watching the quarterbacks throw right now. Nobody really of note that we've gotten to see so far. Uh, gotten to see? Gotten, <laughs> we've gotten to see. <laughs> gotten to see, yeah. Um, yeah. All good. And I speak for a living. It's funny, too, we were, um, we'll update scores right now, but I will yeah. say since we're on this topic, I saw a lot of, too, like, ooh, Bryce Young, not throwing. What's he hiding? And it's like he's doing what every top prospect yeah, has ever done. That's what they always do. <laughs> Actually, it's amazing some of these guys are throwing throwing that are throwing, right? right? Like, Will Levis. I wasn't expecting Stroud to throw. Yep. I really was not expecting that. Um, so, yeah, yeah, well, let's run through some scores right now. I got some college basketball up in front of me. How about Tennessee and Auburn? This game tight, 63-62, four and a half minutes left to go in the game. If you wanted to get in live, this is about uh, one and a half b- bouncing either way. I'm going to see minus 140 money line for Auburn, plus 110 on Tennessee, 147 and a half-ish is what you're going to see on the live total. That game currently in progress. Kentucky up on Arkansas, 53-43, 13 and a half minutes left to go in this game. Kentucky, uh, they are laying five and a half live, 151 and a half, your live total. West Virginia all over Kansas State, 78 to 64, five minutes left in this game. Uh, if you wanted to get in live this late, 13 and a half and 165 and a half, your live numbers. Marquette, five-point lead over St. John's, 73 to 68, 620 remain in this game. Uh, Marquette Lane, seven and a half, 173 and a half. A couple at the half right now. Uh, Virginia up on Louisville, 65 to 50. Uh, Cornell up on Columbia, 85 to 71. That came not at the half. One minute left in the game, actually, in that one. Uh, and then back to live action. Let's see. Any others worth updating? How about UTEP up on Middle Tennessee, 67 57? we were waiting for. Yeah, that's right. Only four minutes left in that game. Um, And let's see. We got Oklahoma up on TCU. We touched on this one earlier. This is at the half now. Oklahoma 38, TCU 21. Live numbers, not second half, live numbers. Oklahoma 11 and a half and 133 and a half. Uh, And if we switch over to. Can I tell you? Yeah, yeah. Can I tell you what? I'm not a well-traveled man. Can I tell you what my favorite airport that I spent five hours in on a layover was? What is it? Orlando. Really? They had a nice the, little the putting cu- green? They had a nice little Cuban coffee shop in there that yeah. I've never seen before, but it was freaking awesome. The benches were more comfy. Yep. And it's it was a solid fantastic. airport. It is a solid it's airport. It's a solid airport. Speaking of Orlando, Kelly, what's going on in the Arnold Palmer Invitational? What a transition. Wow. What a transition. Uh, Arnold Palmer Invitational. A young, fine man from Norway, Victor Hovland. I want to. Can I in ask the clubhouse you, with the lead? So yes. can I ask you? Yeah, yeah. I think Victor Hovland, big picture, is he? Am I wrong in thinking? Because you're the golf guy. Yeah. Long shots, by the way. Check that podcast. That's out. right. 
Pod I, play of the week, by the way. The Hovland? Yes, Wes, Matt, and I all on him. Good. So my, my question about Hovland then was, like the beginning of these like PGA tours, right, in these years, there's guys that you kind of circle as, I feel like I want to play this guy consistently. Mm-hmm. Hovland mm-hmm. was one of those guys for me. Yes. Uh, he has, look, there, there are certain deficiencies he has in the game when it comes to around the green play, scrambling, putting, still some of his weaknesses that he's going to have to get better at, I think, before we really consider him in that top, top flight of of golfers JVT but he's not that far back and he's had some good results at this course um so that was a reason why I was on him this week it what's really funny about this though is Matt Brown and I may or may not have been having a conversation yesterday about I don't know if we can bet this guy in the outright market till he actually goes out and does it but six under today I'm liking that seeing that from him uh he is so he's eight under for the tournament six under today Right now, you have three guys behind him at seven under par. Terrell Hatton, Corey Connors, and Kurt Kitayama. Rory McIlroy has climbed all the way back up into this thing. He has four under on his day. Brings him to six under par. Uh, he is tied there with Cameron Young, Justin Thomas, and Jordan Spieth for live odds on this event. Victor Hovland plus 360. Justin Thomas then plus 650. Uh, Terrell Hatton seven to one, Rory plus seven fifty, Connors eight to one, Spieth nine to one, Cameron Young ten to one, everybody else fourteen to one or longer from there. So I'm looking right now. Um, yeah, see, and this is why. So you mentioned you want to see it from Hovland first. Yep. But you're still going to get him in that range. Like Circa's got him at forty to one to win the Masters, for yeah, example. Yeah, can't bet that. You think it's too short? Yeah, no, no I, think, I think it's I, I think it's too long. I, I, it's the yes, I think it's too short. Sorry, yes, yeah. it's still not. So it should be it's not like a long high. enough number yeah, for me to, to take okay. a flyer on that for a guy that I don't think his win pro, win chances are that that high there. Okay, all right. He's a guy that because I always you always want to get ahead of the win, right? Because then the market starts to kind no, of crash on him. No, DraftKings okay, has do. him at twenty five to one. Like that's obviously way too short to bet. But. Yes. So, but, the, but what you bring up right now, uh-huh. that people, people always ask me about master's bets. What, what have I made so far? Do I have any in the account? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I do have a couple, but this is the perfect time of year, JVT. It's not about, because so much of the golf betting that I do is based off of re- recent form that usually I don't make that many master's bets that far out, right? Makes sense if that's the way I handicap uh, golf. But this is the perfect time when you can find numbers that are a little off market like that, right? So like I'm for example, I made a Brooks Kepka 99 to 1 bet the other day simply because people forget about Brooks Kepka because he's on the live tour now, right? And that's a pr- pretty off market number. I was able to get a circuit here in town, might still be up there, I don't really know. Um but this is a perfect time to do that sort of thing when it comes to masters betting in my mind. Oh boy. I think they just did a transition shot at the combine from Will Levis' interview to the statue of Peyton Manning outside of Lucas Oil. <laughs> let's let's relax. Well, then it was in the old trapper uh, beef jerky. Well, I don't right think they had a choice there, but uh, I think, <laughs> look, all right, I, I went to school, so I've taken a lot of visual imagery classes. All right, I understand what you're trying to do there. Let's, let's relax on that one, all right, boys and girls. Uh, all right, anyway, so speaking of, it's a perfect transition. Any other updates you wanted to give before we move no, to what our topic good. was here? So Jalen Carter – Georgia defensive tackle. I think this is worth updating for those who didn't really catch up on anything throughout the week or had missed this. Jalen Carter, of course, dealing with it looks like a misdemeanor charge. A warrant was issued for his arrest. He returned during the week over to Atlanta. uh, And then, of course, turned himself in, was immediately out. I think it was 15 minutes was reported, was in, paid a $4,000 bond, and then was out on bail. 
and return to the combine to do some of the necessary stuff. Obviously not uh, going to work out uh, because defensive tackles and defensive players already did all of those things. So uh, let me ask you this. I, I, don't, I do not want to sound uh, uncouth, I guess. I do not want to sound insensitive because the incident in which Jalen Carter is, of course, involved in, right, it's terrible. That's, that's terrible. Yeah. It sucks. Yep. I will say that when it comes to the market responding the way that it has to Jalen Carter in terms of his probability of being the first defensive player drafted, I think the reactions tend to forget that the National Football League is somewhat callous to um, off-field stuff when it comes to some of the players that are in this league yeah, and that a misdemeanor that is more than likely going to be cleared up by the time we get to. Remember, he's got a hearing at April 17th. I think it is 18th, right before the NFL draft, uh, the first round. If this is cleared up, which it sounds very likely that it is, to put him behind as the third guy for the first overall, or excuse me, for the first defensive player selected, and now plus 450 because it initially went to plus 375 or plus 350. Yeah, it looks like we've evened out at 4-1 to one, both on him and Tyreek. Okay, Rose. so there's been some buyback yeah, of 450 because yeah. that was it before we came in today. I think that's still worth something to play there with Jalen Carter. I'm I'm with you. I, I, I it's Look, it is a little, like you said, are we, is it a little callous? It was a terrible event that occurred. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is no doubt about that. But the fact that we're talking about draft betting here and we're talking about misdemeanors and we also talk about NFL teams that I'm sorry get a little cocky too with how they think they can fix guys right Right. that we see that in the NBA we see that in the NFL they think they can get them in house and we can fix things now I think a little bit uh, I think a little bit more that I've learned this year is that there were some character questions, or, or this past week, is that there was more character questions on him than I kind of knew about even before Oh, McShea before got this. dragged because he brought up character concerns before. Right. So, it, does he does he go number one? Maybe not. But, yes, I'm with you with four to one. It's starting to stand out to me as a possible. Bet. I put it for this way for Femi. I asked him, I go, do you think that Tyree Wilson has a better chance to get drafted than Jalen Carter? He said no. And I said, Marcus was right. It's yeah. a pretty simple way to look yeah. at it. All right, second hour, live bet Saturday of four. Luke Finnecaro joins us in studio to talk UFC 285. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast. To start listening. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.